Ladies and gentlemen, your raw aftermania has come and gone. This is your raw review for April 4th, 2022. And fresh off the heels of probably the most entertaining WrestleMania that I've witnessed in quite some time, Raw felt weird. (laughs) And I don't know. I don't know if it was the crowd. I don't know if it was the lack of something new. There were some things that I kind of expected to happen happen. We did get one surprise. We got, obviously, the debut of Veer, who finally arrived. (laughs) since he's been coming since October. So the man finally had enough and finally showed up on television. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's just get through this card. So we kick things off with probably the best part of the show right off the bat. Cody Rhodes coming out, giving this emotional speech about his dad. And about how he wants to win the big one. He wants to win the championship. It's a good speech. Crowd was all in it. And then Seth Rollins makes it appearance. And for the first few moments as he's making his way down the aisle, I'm thinking to myself, okay, good. We're going to have ourselves a full-fledged feud between these two. And we'll see. we'll see what happens. However, Seth gets in the ring, doesn't have a mic, just walks up to Cody, and Cody sticks out his hand for for a handshake, and Seth looks at it and starts to laugh, his lovely laugh of his, and then shakes his hand, which I was surprised about. I honestly expected Seth to attack, but he didn't. Tells him, welcome home. So, mind games, maybe? I don't know. But I don't feel like this is the end for Seth and for Cody. So, stay tuned for that one. After that, we had ourselves in-ring action. It was a champion uh, contenders match. Everybody's favorite thing in the world. (laughs) Uh, As it was the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Naomi and Sasha Banks taking on Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Great match between all these four lovely ladies. However, the tag champs get the win. And as Rhea gets back in the ring to console her tag partner, she then has a it's like change a heart and uh, gives uh, Liv the old cold shoulder. And I'm like, oh, no, not again. Poor Liv. She can't hold on to a tag partner. And poor and Rhea Rhea's getting frustrated because, once again, her tag partner unfortunately failed for her. This, of course, also fuels the rumors that Rhea would be the next person to join that new faction that Edge might be putting together. But we'll uh, we'll see. So they lose this match. And then later on, we find out that Rhea was able to talk uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville into giving them a title match next week. So next week, we have the same match, but for the Women's Championship. 
which kind of doesn't really make sense since they lost the match. But I feel like obviously it's just fuel, you know, it's just extra fuel to the fire. Um, and I think Rhea's going to take out poor Liv and possibly join Edge's faction soon thereafter. So after that, Kevin Owens coming out to the ring while Liv and Rhea are trying to leave. It's quick, quick pace, quick pace raw tonight. So AO comes out and chaos has talking about how, you know, he underestimated Austin. However, he was injured. So it's not his fault. You know, it's, it's the injury. He shouldn't have even have been there. So pulling the classic, the classic heel move, not taking responsibility for getting his ass whipped by Stone Cold Steve Austin. However, he gets interrupted by a Titan Tron that just says Ezekiel. So I start was I immediately, and I wasn't alone with this. I immediately, immediately started thinking Ezekiel Jackson's back. What's going on? But no, it's this palish man shorts and he's just walking to the ring and I'm like, wait, <clears throat> he looks familiar. It's got like raggedy hair. It's kind of curly and no beard, like clean shaven. And I'm just like, is that Elias? Elias has been gone for eight months since he lost a thousand matches to Jackson Riker before Riker was released. And then Elias had this funeral for himself and then disappeared in 2001. Like I said, it was eight months and he shows up, but he says that I'm not Elias. I'm Ezekiel. I'm Elias's younger brother. And I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> so that's really kind of how this ends. KO obviously upset, telling him, no, I know how I know who you are. I don't like you. I didn't like you. It didn't like you before. I definitely don't like you now. I don't like liars. And Elias is like, well, if you don't like liars, then you must really hate yourself. And I was just like, oh, that was, that's, uh, that was actually pretty good. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, insert the Godfather's look how they massacred my boy gift here. <sighs> I feel like I just want to go for a walk, but I can't walk with Ezekiel. I just can't do it. Just can't do it. So we'll see what's up with him after this. <laughs> uh, up next, we had Dominic Mysterio taking on The Miz with The Miz beating Dominic within moments. I was like, this was a straight up squash match. And I'm like, what? All right, who did Dom piss off <laughs> for this to happen? Number one. Number two, after this match ends, Veer comes out, makes his debut, like I mentioned earlier, and it completely destroys both Mysterios. We then find out towards the end of the night that Veer will have his first match on Raw next week against Rey Mysterio. After that, Bianca Belair coming out to the ring, showing off her shiner that she got from Becky Lynch and had this heartfelt... Um, speech in the crowd starts to turn on her i'm like this crowd tonight i'm telling you i know that normally raw after many crowds are, are a little rambunctious but tonight honestly they were just straight up rude for a lot of the night um they were just trying to take over everything and they did it in a few segments and it yeah it i get it this is when this stuff happens but I don't know if it's just they're exhausted from all the wrestling that happened this past, you know, past few days and they're just, they don't care. 
but then if that's the case, then don't go. Just go home. Don't don't go and and try to ruin what's supposed to be one of the best nights after WrestleMania. Just my opinion, honestly. Like, yeah, just stop being shitheads. End of story. <laughs> um, but after her speech, um, our next match was a rematch for Stand and Deliver as Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, defended his NXT championship against Braun Breaker. And uh, I, I jokingly said, oh, geez, Braun's already been main rosterized. Uh, he lost all of his colors. He just had this black single, uh, singlet with the word breaker across. Um, they're, already, they're already making him plain Joe. Uh, but the match itself was pretty good, as it always is between these two. And Braun actually gets the win and takes back his NXT championship. So what that means for Dolph and for for Rude down in NXT, don't know. But Braun Breaker, once again, is your NXT champion. It'll be interesting to see what he has to say come NXT 2.0. After that, we had what I thought was going to be a great segment. MVP in the ring once we get back from commercial break, introducing the almighty Bobby Lashley, talking about how Bobby did the unthinkable and defeated Omos at WrestleMania. Uh, Omos then came out, clearly looking pissed off, gets in the ring, kind of have a little standoff with Bobby. And then all of a sudden, my heart shattered again. MVP attacks Bobby Lashley from behind, throwing him into Omos. Omos then proceeded to just beat just beat the snot out of him, left him laying, and then Omos and MVP shook hands, and they left the ring. So MVP clearly attacking Bobby Lashley because Bobby told MVP that he didn't need him at WrestleMania, that he wanted to do it all by himself, and MVP apparently has had enough. Now, I'm hoping that this eventually eventually brings Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander back into the fold with Bobby Lashley uh, as a face. Um, her business, reun- uh, you know, uh, uh, having them reunite, uh, whether it happens or not, I'm not sure. But for now, Bobby's a face. Omos and MVP, clearly the heels here. I do like the pairing, though, because Omos needs a mouthpiece. And that's no offense to him, but MVP is one of the best when it comes to talking. And Lashley can do pretty much what he wants on his own. Um, although I do prefer Lashley as a heel, I'm sure he'll do just fine as a face. So it is what it is. After that, we were supposed to have another women's tag match, as it was supposed to be Zelina Vega and Carmella taking on. Um, Shayna Baszler and Natalia, but that did not happen because before the match started, uh, Zelina Vega called out Carmella for losing the match at WrestleMania, being too self concentrated on her wedding and on herself being the most beautiful woman in WWE, and then called Corey a fool for wanting to marry Carmella, but saying that. 
Corey himself and doing this kind of like back out, back up checkout move, saying that Corey is a very handsome man. And well, yeah, we, we I'm pretty sure you can understand what happened here. Ladies start the brawl, and then Corey has to get involved, settles down Carmella, and then they decide to make out on television. I'm just like, all right, so clearly the um they're taking the the horny on main very seriously here <laughs> uh because you know you have nxt 2.0 wrestlers up for five seconds and then people are making out with one another again so what the hell guys keep keep this keep this stuff on the low um, most of us don't want to watch this shit <laughs> plain and simple um but i don't know the whole zelina thing with Corey is just weird um unless you're under a rock you know she's she's married to to alistair or malachi black and of course now you'd love to see malachi come back and drop his black mass back kick on Corey. um but obviously you know that's not going to happen because he's doing quite well for himself in aw so i don't know i thought it was kind of weird uh i'm assuming then now these two ladies are going to fight for probably through WrestleMania backlash and then they'll move on with their, you know, the rest of their careers. <laughs> uh, after that, we had six man action, probably the best match of the night. Um, it was RK bro and the U S champ Finn Balor taking on Austin theory and the SmackDown tag champs, the Usos. Like I said, this match was fantastic towards the end. Obviously chaos bedlam ensues. And Austin Theory, once again, getting the pinfall over Finn Balor. Just put those two in a, in a program for the U.S. title and just put the title on, on, on Austin Theory. Finn, I love you, but you should be focusing on the heavyweight title, not focusing on the U.S. side of things. So that's where we'll leave that. <laughs> After that, we had Edge come out to the ring. Uh, introduce Damian Priest. These two clearly are now together. And this, again, is where the crowd decided that they wanted to take over um, and, and stated they don't care about what's going on when the internet was just like, um, shut up. We, we certainly do. And the best part about this whole thing is that both Edge and Damian Priest completely shut down the crowds. Crowds were making stupid chants. Both of them have had great, quick-witted responses and just shut the crowd up. It was great. And see, this is the type of stuff that I applaud. That when the wrestlers are just like, you know what? F off. Shut up. <laughs> it was great. AG decided to come down to the ring um, because Edge started talking about his wife and kids. And we all know the only person that could talk about wife and kids is Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe no longer works for the company. So it's off limits now <laughs> comes down, starts taking advantage of edge after he dismissed priest, but priest got back in the ring numbers game took over and the refs had to come out to make the save. We then moved on after that. Tag action between the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy in another good match. They turned it into a Texas Tornado tag match because the boys just started brawling before this match even started. So thank you for that, Mr. Adam Pierce. Uh, the Street Profits did get the win. Montez Ford doing a uh, uh, frog flush through Chad Gable and the table. <laughs> 
Um, but the way he landed, uh, so the Street Profits won this match, but Montez's Ford's ribs lost. Um, this man's taken a beating over the last couple of days. So let's, I'm sure he'll enjoy this next week off. And then the show itself ended tonight with a quick little acknowledgement of the brand new WWE Undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns with the rest of the bloodline. Roman clearly in pain after what had happened with him and Brock on Sunday. Roman stating that he will explain their next steps on SmackDown. And the nice little tidbit that I, I noticed during this is that Paul Heyman was explaining the Usos and Roman's success within the past year through WWE. And he kept mentioning box office. And as we all have been talking about on the internet, we all expect now Roman to take on the rock top box office. Obviously you got to compare with that when it comes to the rock stuff, he planting those seeds early and I like it. So we'll see what happens on SmackDown. Um, but for raw, that's the show tonight. Obviously, we got NXT tomorrow to do their blow off, uh, blow off when it comes to uh, stand and deliver. After that, then of course we got an actually an extra special episode that will be coming out on Tuesday as well. So you got double duty. You'll have this episode, and you'll have our above the ring episode one twenty four called Wrestling Renaissance. So Wrestling Renaissance will come out at six oh five. PM Eastern time, Turner time, the definition of Turner time. Uh, so I hope you guys are all out there being able to listen to both things. Uh, with that, we, we talked about um, impacts, multiverse of matches, ROH is super card of honor. We talked about NXT stand and deliver and much more. But for tonight, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at above the ring. You can find us on Facebook at ship it above the ring. Find us on Instagram as underscore above the ring, and you can find us on YouTube as well as above the ring. Thank you guys so much once again for listening. If you want to follow me, you can also find me pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. Most importantly, though, we're on all streaming platforms. If we're listening to one that we're not a part of, let us know, we'll add ourselves to it. That way, you can do all your one stop podcast shopping, add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Most importantly, guys. Thank you again. Have a great rest of your week. Most importantly, do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.